Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Know the Law podcast. I remain your host, Agada, your favorite celebrity lawyer, obviously. <laughs> um, today is today is going to be um, a very good day. Uh, I want to wish you guys a happy new month, actually. Um, today we'll be speaking on the Supreme Court's rulings on hijabs. And also talking about the legal backing of Malcolm Omirobu's actions. Um, I won't be doing that alone. I have with me um, a senior advocate of law son <laughs> and an SWR law student um, in the person of Harrison V. Yachi. Um, Mr. Harrison, welcome to Know the Law podcast. Thank you very much, Agada, for having me. I'm pleased to be here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for agreeing to come. So, um, Mr. Harry. Um, I hope you don't mind me calling you Harry. Sure, sure, <laughs> okay, so, sure. uh, Mr. Harry, um, the Supreme Court rulings on hijabs. What's your take? What do you What do you take it to be? Because if you if you look closely, um, there was there was a Lagos State High Court's judgment banning hijabs in um, Lagos State schools. But now we have um, the Supreme Court's ruling that. Muslim students can wear their hijabs to schools, and we're seeing this as not just Lagos alone, but as the entire Nigeria. So, what's your what's your take on this? All right. Um, in my in my mind, um, when I when I heard of the decision, I was I was uh, I was like, um, since we're in a democracy, yeah. And um, there is there is that idea of inclusiveness in uh, in, in in a democratic setting. Yeah. I thought that the Supreme Court was making a decision or had made a decision, trying to give life to the provisions of the Constitution, touching on a freedom of association. Okay. That's um, section thirty-eight of the Constitution. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in my mind, I I that was my thinking as touching the decision of the Supreme Court. Yeah. So basically, I think it was a decision uh, geared towards inclusiveness, giving room for Muslim faithfuls to be able to have um, free practice of their religion wherever they found themselves, or in fact, any other sect at all who has um, definite objectives and have objectives that are geared towards um, growth, you understand? So basically, that was what I thought of the decision okay um so um concerning the decision here um a whole lot of people have come out to say that um the supreme court is is the supreme court was biased in its decision um the supreme court made a certain ruling and the the whole lot of people are saying that it it was geared out of favoritism simply because they feel like or it is a known fact that the there were seven judges that sat and five of them gave um, their acceptance of five of them acknowledged that it should be it should be um, they should allow them wear their hijab so i don't know do you think like do you think this is like a fight on religion per se okay um you know when you live in a in a multi Cultured uh, society with uh, ethno-religious tendencies. You understand? There, there are always that sentiment 
and that has been the clamor in every society you see um that has been the clamor there's always a clamor for self-determination you see races um, clamoring for self-determination you see religions clamoring for self-determination so at the end of the day what really matters what people are looking for what people are looking for is is a feeling of belonging you understand it's a feeling that they matter in the scheme of things you understand so uh, if the supreme court has made such a decision the 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 intent of that decision has to be weighed seriously weighed you understand is it is it to include the 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 muslim faithfuls to and then exclude others these are some of the questions that have to be asked and then if it happens to be that that is not the question but then the 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 other faithfuls the other um, persons who um, practice religions across diverse lines because Mm -hmm. nigeria is not just for one Religion, uh, is religion or one set of people yeah. you understand nigeria is not just for one sect per se nigeria is is a whole is a whole nation so uh, at the end of the day if that happens to be the perception you understand yeah. if that happens to be the perception that is being gotten by the general public by 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 the bulk of the masses by the bulk of nigerians mm-hmm. then i think there is there is need to kind of like review there is need for reviews there is there is need for amendments there is need for us to engage that decision again and then come to um a conclusion a logical conclusion that will benefit the masses at the same time you understand because at the end of the day you you have to realize that whatever the supreme court does is giving life to the provisions of the broad norm, which is the Constitution of the Federal Republic, Republic of Nigeria, yeah. 1999, as I made it, you understand? Mm-hmm. So whatever decisions it's taking, it has to take it in contemplation of the provisions that are contained therein, you understand? Whatever decisions the judiciary, because it is, it is, it is widely said and widely believed that the judiciary is the last hope of the common, common man. man. Yeah, if, 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 the, if the common man finds no hope, finds no hope on the streets, mm. if he finds no hope in the civil service, mm. if he finds no hope in the legislature, if he finds no hope in the executive, he should be sure, the common man should be sure that when it comes to the judiciary, who, who are the interpreters who give life to the provisions therein, yeah. then he should be able to find what hope. You should be able to find justice. You should be able to find equity. You should be able to find fairness. You understand? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um. Religiously speaking, um. First of all, let's let's um let's talk about the the case. This was this Supreme Court decision was given um in the case of Asiat Abdul Karim and the Muslim Student Society of Nigeria versus the Lagos State Government. Yeah. Now, um, we all know basically that um, grown permit me to use the word grown women are allowed to use the hijab the hijab they wear their hijabs yeah as we see in schools in the universities also yes now um i can understand that uh, for these young ladies in secondary schools and primary schools it is just right that they allow them practice their religion seeing that they are young okay remember um if we if we tilt towards the Christian side, it says train a child up in the way that he should grow, mm-hmm. and he shall not depart 
from those from it or from those ways. So if we if we are trying to analyze this more closely, we would say that they just want to have the 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 young Muslim faithful now, which are like the women in question here. The girls. They, yeah, the girls. They want to ensure that they are going the right way, just like they've been taught for when they started learning how to walk or they started learning how to read and all that stuff. Mind you, I respect the Muslim religion a lot because they tend to train their kids from the moment they know they, they, they know how to speak. They tend to train them up in both the Western education and in um, their religion. So, um, I don't know. Do you do you see this as what I've just said as them trying to uphold their own religion? Because in in this instant now, it was Asias that approached the court and they approached the appellate court, which is the Supreme Court in this mm-hmm. uh, in this case, to overturn a judgment from a legal state high court. So, do you see this as she just trying to clamor for a cause that? We should also, we as young youngins or as young children, yeah. should also be allowed to um, practice our religion at if they can allow them practice at the higher levels at in universities and other places. Then we should be they should we should be allowed to also practice as um, kids. Okay. Do you do you see this as that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I, I, I see it as that. Okay, I see it as that because. Um, the, the whole goal is the whole goal is to imbibe um, the culture imbibe um, the norms the values at a very tender age so that one grows with it because we are human beings human beings are creatures of habit you understand? Yeah. it's what we practice over time that becomes a part of us it's the values that are instilled as early as possible that determine our paradigm you understand so i i for one i see it as that you get i see it as a as an attempt to ensure that um these values are imbibed in the younger ones at quite an early age mm. but this is my thinking though. Yeah. this is my thinking how about we consider the fact that this secondary school there is in secondary school we all went to secondary school yeah mm-hmm. yeah and we all have uniforms yeah that we wore yeah. we all had there was a code of conduct there was yeah. a mode of dressing mm. and as much as i'm aware I never went to the secondary school. I went to a second, mixed secondary school all through, and it was a, but a, a day school. Yeah. And the, the the intent of that uniform was to, one, provide uh, a uniform outlook, provide an outlook that was particular to the school, and at the same time, ensure that students appeared as modest as possible. Mm. I believe that lies at one of the core objectives of the Muslim people the yeah. Muslim faithful mm-hmm. you understand ensuring that there is modesty in appearance at all and that's what brought up that's what has brought up the issues of the hijab mm. for me in my mind I think the uniforms that secondary schools provide is modest enough it's modest enough that is my thinking it's modest enough for any female student to appear in. Perhaps when they get to the university, you know this. You know what they say about higher institution. There's and, freedom. Oh, there is freedom. <laughs> you understand? There, yeah. is, there is academic freedom. Yeah, there's academic so freedom. Ah, young yeah. people tend to 
um, having come from homes where there was there was quite a tight hand upon them, there was mm. tight, quite a tight leash upon mm. them, tend to want to explore. You mm. understand? Mm. So um, I think yeah, at those levels we could permit for such. But I think since the schools, we should trust the judgment of the secondary schools in terms of the uniforms they've provided. Because no secondary school would, would, would want to provide a uniform for a student to 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 appear provocative to anyone True. you understand yeah. so that's my thinking in as much as that decision uh, in as much as that suit was instituted to help in imbibe the norms and the values in all so that's 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 my thinking okay so you you spoke about uniformity and um i understand uniformity okay but in this case now um let us let us look at it this way okay we we are speaking on modesty mm. which is um something that the muslims um imbibe yeah. which is one of the things that they're supposed to imbibe let me not just say imbibe now um i read something on wikipedia yeah when i was doing my research and he spoke about a particular um, verse from the quran yeah that says I, I will just paraphrase now. I won't just state everything. Yeah. It says that going to the women folk now, from what I understood, they should have coverings just for the male and females. Basically, they should have coverings that cover their private parts. Mm. And then for um, the females, their coverings should be in such a way that no one gets to see whatever they have. Only their husband their fathers, their sons, and the like. Mm. So, don't you think that if the Quran says, if going by the provisions of Section 38 of the Constitution, don't you think that if, the, if people are trying to respect, if people are trying to practice their religion, their religion, sorry, um, um, freely, don't you think that the schools should also find a way to try to imbibe each person's religion in such a way and manner that they are also being modest. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. Um, like you've you've said it right. Um, you you've said it because if 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 the Quran has provided that um, they should co- um, their private parts should be covered. Yeah. You know that's that's like that's a provision here. Yeah? yeah. But then we now have to consider what's the definition of a private part to the common man, to the layman's mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the meaning? I know that the, the private part would be my my armpits, yeah. my yeah, would be my uh, my 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 chest, yeah. and then perhaps the privileges for for the woman, yeah. uh, and then the the ties for the woman as yeah. well. You understand, mm-hmm. and all those things, those natural endowments that yeah. we. We, we tend to have as human beings. So um, those one has to consider that what is it? What is the private part actually? And if having considered it, if having considered this, you now reach a decision that this is what it is and this is what ought to be covered. Then there is no issue. There is no issue with whatever rule you lay down as touching that. So it, it all boils down to what is that private part of the common man? Understand. So, the, so this is where the principle of the um, 
Should I just should I say a common man or the reasonable man? Now? Yeah, uh, a, a reasonable man's test. You understand? Yeah, the, the test. Like Professor JJ Kuhn. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, okay, so let's let's leave let's leave the hijab a bit. Okay. Let's not let's not bother too much with the hijab okay. discussion. Let's go to the legal backing of Mr. Malcolm Omirobo Omirobo's action. Yeah. Um in he's trying to protest against the Supreme Court's um, ruling. Yeah. He appeared at the Supreme Court in his traditional attire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean it was it was a funny sight to behold because yeah. see the lawyer wearing you know the, those eye things they draw and and all the things he had on his body. Mm. It was it was really a a funny sight. Mm. But f- most people tend to understand with him that for the sake of saneness mm. and let it not be like you're trying to give um, preference to one religion than the other. Now, was Mr. Omirobo, because I, I know that was the last time he appeared. Yeah. Okay, apart from when he went to the Supreme Court, he also appeared at the Lagos High Court and they didn't allow him to announce his appearance because he wasn't properly dressed. Um, now, was he right to have dressed in such a manner? Because I know that as lawyers, um, there's the Legal Practitioners Act and there are rules enshrined under rules of professional conduct enshrined under the Legal Practitioners Act that um, guide lawyers in their day-to-day activities as lawyers. Now, I know that um, Rule 36 of the um, Rules of Professional Conduct under the Legal Professionals um, Act, Legal Practitioners Act, sorry, provides that when in a courtroom, mm. a lawyer shall A, be, at, be um, attired in a proper manner and dignified manner and shall not wear any apparel or ornaments calculated to attract attention to himself. Okay. Um, the B part of that um, rule also says that he shall conduct himself with decency and decorum mm. and observe the customs and conduct Mm. and code of behavior of the courts and custom of practice at the bar with yeah. respect to appearances, dress, manners, and courtesy. Now, if we go by this, yeah. he has heard. Okay. And if you listen, if you are listening to him outside his, um, when he got interviewed after he came out of the Supreme Court, yeah. he said no one has the right to arrest him. Yeah. Which, of course, yes. Yeah. You can't just arrest him for he is still backed by Section 38 yeah. of the Constitution. Which is a fundamental right. Yeah, which is a fundamental right. So, I don't know. Does does he have any legal backing? In as much as he's trying to protest. Mm. I mean, Rule 36 of the Rules of Professional Conduct has said it, stated it here. But does he have any right of some sort to appear in that manner mm. to protest against a particular judgment? Okay. Um... You know, um, the, the, the constitution, as we are, we are all aware, is the, is the supreme law of the land. You understand? Yeah. Uh, it's the ground law. And um, the constitution has also provided that uh, any other law which is found to be inconsistent with the provision of the constitution shall be null and void to the extent of its inconsistency. Yep. Yeah. You understand? So, um, I want to believe that Malcolm, what Ma- um, Mr. Malcolm, the less my. my, my um, Leonard, Leonard Council, not my Leonard. <laughs> oh, Leonard Council, yes, yes actually. Leonard Council, 
Mal- Chief Malcolm Mirabel yeah. was doing was giving life to the decision of the Supreme Court, in as much as it might seem odd or out of place. Yeah. But what he did was was in a sense give life to give life to the provisions of the Constitution Just like and the, the decision of the Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, that's you what understand? I was about to say. Yeah. You understand? So um, it might it might not really fall in place or fall in line with the rules of professional conduct contained in the LPA, that's Legal Practitioners Act. Act. Yeah. yeah. But then you, so arguing it is becomes a very dicey issue. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the the Constitution has made a provision and it is the broad norm. The LPA has also made a provision as to how a lawyer is meant to be attired. Yeah. You understand? So if you now place the both together, which is the supreme law, which is the primary law, the supreme law is the ground norm. The ground norm, of course. Mm. And under the ground norm, um, Mr. Malcolm, just like any other Nigerian, has the right to freedom of association. You understand? And religion also. Yes, and religion as well. Has the right to dignity of human person. You understand? So if if um, if he feels dignified in appearing in that attire, why not? He should have the right. If um, the mood, like he said, even during this, he said, is the mood of the worship of worship. Yeah, you understand? yeah. I remember, I remember that. Yes, I remember so that. If 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 his um if his um if his um fate, right? Because he's a faithful, he, I believe he's a Christian. He, from what he has, from the appearance, mm. it shows that he's a traditional faithful. faithful yeah. You understand? Yeah. So if his traditional tradition has um, provided a mode of appearance for him as um, a, a red rapper, <laughs> walking stick, yeah. uh, with a painted like eye, eye yeah, and, and then wings on yeah. his feathers on his on his, on his, feathers on his Why not? Why not? The only problem is that it seems to be all with the current reality. It seems to be out of play with the current reality mm. of the Nigerian state. Yeah. But this is how this is how revolution takes place. This is how revolution comes to be. If other faithfuls are allowed to adorn their faith-based attires mm. to professional places, to marketplaces and wherever they wish to be then other faithfuls should also have the leverage to do same so in as much as but going by the rules of professional conduct under the lpa i think it's now a question of we trying to separate the whole situation in in this sense mm. and by that i mean in this sense we have to separate the fact that um, mr malcolm is in nigeria yeah. right and uh, being in Nigeria, he has fundamental rights to freedom of association and religion. Total yeah. religion, yeah. Yeah, total religion. And then also being a lawyer, he is also bound by the provisions of the Legal Practitioners Act. So you get? Yeah. So does Mr. Malcolm choose to uphold his rights as a Nigerian to the detriment of the sanctity of the legal profession at the end of the day i think those are the questions we should be asking ourselves you understand yeah. i don't know if you get my yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so those are those are those are the thin lines those are the two that's the thin line between uh, the issue that is mm. up for discourse now mr malcolm has a fundamental right does he choose to uphold it at to the detriment of the profession which he took an oath to be a member of 
which he he spent rigorous nights and what have you trying to become a part of which he pays appearance fees on a daily basis on a yearly basis to become a part of now uh, i i understand this you you made a statement yes you said he is now faced with him being a nigerian yes and him being a legal practitioner yes uh by my understanding yeah his appearance in court means that he's not appearing as a nigerian okay he's appearing as a legal practitioner okay so doesn't that mean that the rules of professional conduct enshrined in the legal practitioners act should stand mm. for that moment okay true true yes they should the rules the rules of professional conduct contained under the lpa should start but without taking away the fact that he's a Nigerian. He is a Nigerian even before he's a legal practitioner. Yes. But yes. then, yeah, like you said, the, the, the rules of the professional conduct, the rules of professional conduct mm. should guide his uh, his mode of appearance. Yes, yeah. in court. In court. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think Malcolm is Malcolm has taken the extra measure of the doctrine of necessity. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He has invoked, like yeah. Dr. Ali, Professor Aliba would we'll say, say, he has invoked the doctrine of necessity. Yeah. yeah, but but in this in this case now, I yeah. I mean, I really understand his grievances because yeah. a whole lot of Nigerians will have certain grievances. Yeah. Section thirty eight says we are uh, we are we have the freedom of thoughts, mm. and so I mean we are allowed to think mm. <laughs> in such a manner that suits ourselves. So mm. yes, I understand that I can understand their grievances. But I still believe, yeah. just like I said, I still believe that by virtue of him appearing in court, although his appearance in court in that way, I'm sure passed a message to the Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. 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 Now, um the Supreme Court gave a judgment for Muslim students. Mm. It doesn't stop the fact that we are still allowed to practice our religion outside. Mm. Now, his appearance in court in that manner, the LPA, he still is bound by the rules of professional conduct yeah. under the LPA. Yeah. If he had done, if he had, if he had protested in such a manner that he wore his attire mm. outside the courts, outside the four walls of the court, I would say, okay, he is bound by. The, the constitution okay. of the Federal Republic of Nigeria 1999 as amended. Yes. But in this case, the rules of professional conduct are sacred. Okay. Because we like just like we see, the, the the legal profession is a noble profession. Yeah. You cannot be caught let me use the word you cannot be caught slacking. Mm. Now if you if you if you uh if you go into this deeply mm. you would you would agree with me that uh, his, because a whole lot of people are saying that um, he should appear before the legal practitioners, and some people are saying he doesn't need to appear. But now, what's your take on that? Does he need to appear, seeing that he's a legal practitioner and he's bound by the rules of professional conduct under the legal practitioners act? Well, that's that's a very tricky question. <laughs> that's a very tricky question, and um, one that has been answered without uh, any form of bias. Mm. I, for one, I 
I am in tune. I would say I, I was in tune, yeah. or I, I mean, I'm I'm on Malcolm's side. Okay. I'm on Mr. Malcolm Leonard Council Malcolm's Chief Malcolm's side. Yeah. Yeah. But going by the rules, because it's it's one thing the the, the, the legal profession is not um, a profession where emotion sentiments hold sway. You yeah. understand? It's 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 uh, it's 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 a, it's a hallowed uh, institution guided by rules and conducts. And once those uh, rules and conducts are are tempered with, in a way, it, it it erodes everything we've stood for. It erodes everything the profession has stood for. So for one, going by the rules, yeah, he ought to mm. appear before the disciplinary committee for the action he took. Yeah, yeah you understand. So going by that, he he ought to. But this is what I wish to say. This is what I wish to say. Um, Malcolm, Mr. Chief Malcolm, has become a martyr for, for the cause, for the cause of um, inclusiveness, for the cause of equity in the Nigerian state. He has become a martyr for that because um, the, the 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 justices, I believe, by that action, were were opened, were 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 enlightened mm. about the implication that that decision has you understand yeah. it, it, it's a decision that leaves room for things to go wrong in the legal profession so it's, it's it's a decision where i feel and these are my thoughts now i feel the need to lay back and think carefully about the implications that that decision has upon the state upon the practice of law in Nigeria and otherwise, they really need to. They really need to lay back and have a rethink about that. Perhaps, perhaps I would say there is a there is a need. There is a need for 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 a review. There is a need for of a that review judgment. of that judgment. Yeah. So the review in this case, the review in this case, are you saying they should review to uh, ensure that there's inclusion of the other religions or you're saying they should review it in such a manner that the the um, they explain better what they really mean by saying the the um, wearing of the hijabs what they what they mean what they really mean by saying okay you guys are allowed to wear the hijabs do you do you do you think that they should put in sanctions around it so that it don't people don't Take that particular judgment and try to use it to get out of hand. You know, you know, you know. Nigeria is, is a state where we we have one of our core motors. We have a unity, peace, and, and progress. Uh, and progress. Yeah. So I think whatever decisions, whatever review, whatever that review comes forth with, mm. it must foster unity, yeah. peace, and progress, progress. in the Nigerian state yeah. among the the the. 
it, it must foster a more ethno-religious lines. You understand? Yeah. Because Nigeria is a diverse state. You understand? Mm-hmm. And one of the problems we've always had at the end of the day over the years since inception has always been that that issue of that that issue of uh, inclusiveness along those lines. Mm-hmm. Because you live in that society, it is our current reality and we cannot run away from it. Yeah. You understand? Everything we do would be guided by it. Everything we do would be perceived through ethno-religious lenses. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. So Whatever review, whatever that review comes forth with, it must embody that idea. It must embody that idea of unity, peace, and progress. Yeah, I think I think I like that. It should embody unity, peace, and progress. So we let us hope that a review happens. Amen. Amen. Like <laughs> let the church, us, let's go to church. Yes. Amen. <laughs> let the trap see. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So let us let us hope that a review happens. Yeah. Um, because we've seen that. Mr. Um, uh, the Leonard Council Chief Malcolm's actions has brought in some some form of um, grievances, some form of opinions, and all. So I let us hope that they sit back mm. and they have a review, yeah. so that they can extend this to not just one to all the religions that like you have said. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Thank Harry, for so coming much. on. Um, know the Lord um, today. Thank you. Thank it you. It was really a pleasure having you. Same here. It was same nice. Here, um, we hope that the new month is bliss for you. Amen. We, we hope that we hope that it's 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 beautiful and brighter going forth from here. Amen. Thank you so much for enlightening us and Amen. giving us your own views on the topics today. Uh, we really appreciate that. We don't know. Do you have any word for? the listeners okay um just one word for the listeners please 2023 is upon us go get your pvc and vote a credible candidate that will bring a new nigeria to our doorsteps thank you very much it was an utmost pleasure being here thank you sir thank you thank you very much mr harry and guys just like he has said 2023 is a very is a very critical year for us as nigerians Please do ensure to get your PVC. Um, I'm hearing that there there has been an extension now. Yeah, by 60 um, I, days. By 60 days. So I think that should be like two months. Yeah. So we have two months to get our PVCs. Let us not just say we it's, it's time. Let us not just say uh, <laughs> we are we, we you mess with the wrong generation. Yeah. It? So it's okay. Let's let's not just be an online thing. Yeah. Let us go out there get our PVCs. Like, like we usually say, get our weapon <laughs> and, and come out prepared to vote in February 2023. Yeah. Thank you guys for staying with us today. Um, I really hope you enjoyed listening to this. Uh, do well to share. Do well to listen to share to your friends, your family, your enemies. Like I said last time, your enemies can be my listeners also. Yeah. They can find this interesting. So please do well to share, uh, comment, Tell me what you think uh, about. Let us hear your own views about these issues, and, and and all. Thank you so much for staying with us once again. I remain Agada, your favorite celebrity lawyer. <laughs> Bye.